the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, America. Welcome once again to the Todd Starnes radio program. Hope you're doing well. Wow, do we have a lot, a lot going on today. And a lot to get to. And um, I will say this right out of the gate. I've got it. We're going to talk about this reparation story. We have a major update to share with you about reparations in America. But we, um, I want to start out by talking about President Trump for just a moment. You know, a lot of people are out there giving the former president a lot of grief. A lot of you Republicans are out there and you're saying, you know, he he did a great job. He made America great again. And we have no doubt that he could make America great again, again. But it's time for him to move on. He needs to step off to the side. His time has past. He needs to be the kingmaker. We need to usher in fresh blood in political politics, uh, in, well, all politics is political, in Republican politics here in America. So they say, Mr. President, thank you, but you're, you're done here. A lot of you upset with the president's demeanor. You don't like the tweets. You don't like the language. I get it. But I'm telling you, There's no one more effective on the campaign trail than Donald Trump. I'm just telling you, there is no one who is as effective as he is. And there's a reason for that. And it's a word you don't hear a lot of in politics. It's called authenticity. Now, there was a time, and I'm going to tell you, I, you want to know where Fox News went, went astray. I'm going to tell you, I, this, is, this may sound like a tangent, but it, but it all ties in together. Now, we've been telling you about the, the issues with Fox in recent days where the anchors will tell you one thing on the air and then they believe something else, and, and that is their right under the Constitution. If, if you're okay with Fox deceiving you, okay, that's, that's fine. That's between you and Fox. But there was a time when that would not have happened. And I think the problem with Fox is they got too big for their britches. No, britches with an R. That's what I said, please. Um, This is family friendly. So they got too big for their britches. And there was a time when a lot of those people at Fox, they weren't chowing down at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. They weren't having the steak and the lobster. You know where they were at? They were down at the local McDonald's. But they got too big for that. They got too powerful for that. They got, you know, they were making millions of dollars. And so now they're part of the elitist class. And there are elitist 
in all parties. Republican, Democrat, there are elitist. There are elitist in the media. And that's why, by and large, if you're going to find someone who is authentically a constitution-loving conservative, then those people are probably working in some sort of a small television market where people still know what it's like to have to live paycheck to paycheck, where people still struggle to pay their bills, where a fancy dinner out on the town is actually the Red Lobster or the Olive Garden. Remember those days? (laughs) But now people who eat at the Red Lobster or Olive Garden are somehow mocked by the elites. So I I think in, in some way, the conservative movement, you look at James O'Keefe, the Project Veritas. I'm, this is just an example, and I'll get to my broader point here in a moment. But look at James O'Keefe. And the, the he started out, you know, grew this Project Veritas from nothing in his parents' garage, or if you're British, garage. And he grew this to it's a multi-billion dollar nonprofit. And they're spending a lot of money. And they're living high on the hog. But there was a time when they weren't living high on the hog. And I think a lot of people in the conservative movement forget that. Oh, I see all the photographs of people wearing the the fancy clothes and partying down at Mar-a-Lago. And I keep thinking to myself, those people don't have that kind of money. That money's coming from donors. That money's coming from you, the folks that are going out and eating at McDonald's for dinner. That's where that money's coming from. And that's one of the reasons why when I when I started my company, I we're not a nonprofit. We're a for-profit company. You want a Todd Starnes book? Well, you got to buy the book unless you get a trivia question right. You want a you, you want a a Todd Starnes ball cap or you want to get a shirt, you got to buy it. You got to pay for it. But we're not out there begging and pleading for your money. And you know why? You know why we don't charge for things like the newsletter and the podcast? Because those things, people don't have a lot of extra income. And you've got so many conservatives coming at you these days. And, man, they've got their hand out, and they're wanting money for this and for that. And the sad reality is a lot of those organizations, they're not winning elections. They're just taking your money. And that's fine. That's what they, If they're allowed to do that, they can do that. But again, the broader issue here, I think the conservative movement has gotten a little too big for the britches. They forgot who brought them to the dance. And you can't forget who brought you to the dance. Donald Trump never forgot. And I was reminded of this yesterday. The president shows up in East Palestine, Ohio, a city that has been forgotten by the Democrats. And it's not like they just, oops, wow, we forgot there was some sort of a mass major environmental disaster there. No, it's not that kind of forgetfulness. They intentionally forgot that. It's that they don't matter. They don't exist. Oh, those are just a bunch of white Trump supporters. They basically get what they deserve. And so that's why, honestly, that's why Biden has not been to visit. That's why little Petey Booty Judge has not been to visit the transec. Pardon me, transportation secretary. But I want you to think about this for a moment and ask yourself just look look let's do a personal time let's just do a personal time of self-reflection. Look deep inside your inner bowels and ask yourself this question. If that train had derailed in the Castro district of San Francisco or West Hollywood or the East Village in New York City 
Pete Buttigieg would have been there the next day with a hazmat suit on. Right? But you know what? The good people in East Palestine are not his kind of people. Good, church-going, Trump supporters. No, they're not, they're not his kind of people. But you know what? Those people are Donald Trump's people. They are. I want to play some audio here. Audio of what happened when Donald Trump, he flew to town. And Donald Trump, he landed Trump Force One, and they unloaded thousands of pounds of, of, of supplies and gallons of Trump water, which is a delicious water that is just, um, I don't know what, God bless that water. And it just has a sweetness to it, a beautiful taste. It's delicious water. And then he went over to the local McDonald's. And I want you to hear what happened inside. Um, enjoy your meal, and we're going to get the meals for the fire department. Hello, everybody. What's your specialty today? How are you today? Nice to meet you. Hello, everybody. That's a nice, beautiful-looking group of people. So I know this menu better than you do. I probably know it better than anybody in here. Uh, We're going to take care of the fire department. Okay. We're going to take care of the police department. And what we do is all the people that are in here. I'm the owner, Mr. Mr. President. How are you? I don't have to give you. That's right. It's a good one to own, right? Yes, it is. One of the best. So we're going to take care of Fire Force. Plus the people that are in here, they're going to get a nice free meal. All right? Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Nice. Good one, huh? Yes, it's very My first store. Oh, really? Yeah. How many do you have? I have eight stores. Whoa. He's a wealthy guy. Huh? Is, he a good, is he a good boss? He's a wonderful boss. Thank you. So we'll take care of everything. We appreciate it. Knock it out fast for us. Okay? We'll try. Thank you. We'll be eating it on the plane back. Thank you, everybody. Have a good time. Okay? I'm glad you came down. Thanks for stopping here. We're happy you came down here to visit us. Thank you. Great honor. We appreciate it. Why are you visiting today? Well, we brought a lot of people with us, and more importantly, we brought the federal government with us because uh, when they heard I was coming, they all came. They weren't going to come. They were going to leave you abandoned, and now they're not. Uh, the owner over here, he saw that. I helped out all the responders and everything the yeah. first week. I was out here making egg McMuffins myself yeah. Saturday morning. You did a good with job. These guys. He did, he did so. a good job. So give us a nice array of stuff. Take care of the people, and I'll see you later, okay? Thank you, so Thank you all. Thank Can you I get a picture much. with you? What do you yeah, think about what's going on in East Palestine? Get a picture, please. Sir, what do you think about what's going on in East Palestine? President Trump, what do you think about Biden going to Ukraine? Well, I think he should come here. Stevie, come here. I think he should come here. Oh, God. He should come here. Come take a picture of mine. No, don't. I got it. He chose to. I got it, brother. President Trump, do you think the water is safe? It will be safe. It will be safe soon because FEMA is now coming in. FEMA was not coming. There you go. Now they're coming in. Uh, and it will be safe. My mom loves you. I know. <laughs> and do you know why, ladies and gentlemen, do you know why this works for Trump? What you are looking at is a beautiful thing. Now, a couple of things that I want to point out here, because we're going to play some audio from little Petey Booty Judge. Uh, And Booty Judge just arrived in East Palestine. 
with his entourage. Now, you heard Trump there surrounded. There there was standing room only in the McDonald's restaurant. You had the firefighters there. You had the police officers. You have the town folk. And they were all wanting to touch the hem of the garment of Donald John Trump. And they wanted to pat him on the back and hug him and get a picture and a selfie. And they wanted to shake his hand. And this man was beloved. Hundreds of people lining the streets of the city to welcome this man. Not the current president, the former president of the United States. And he said a couple of things that I want to point out here. But but I think the, the one that really got me is when he talked about the menu. And he said that he probably knew the McDonald's menu better than they did. Do you understand what he was saying with that one line? First of all, it's true. He loves McDonald's, also loves KFC. Don't understand that. I'm a Popeye's guy. But whatever. It's America. All I'm telling you is that Donald Trump, this multimillionaire many times over, is a regular guy. He likes to hang out with us. And what he was trying to tell us is, I am one of you. I'm one of these. I don't go and eat at the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse like the Fox News people do. No, I go down to the Mickey D's. That's what I do. And I, I eat something in between those beautiful golden arches. That's what he was telling us. Well, then comes Pete Buttigieg and his little press secretary at the lady press secretary. And they're coming in and they're trying to ask questions because he is the transect, pardon me, transportation secretary. But here's what the transex people had to say. All Mayor right. Pete, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for, for the, the, the slow response? To the government's slow response, do you have any apology? I'm press person, I can help you. Sure, I'm, I'm sure, sure, person. sure. So can, 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 can we ask why it took him almost three weeks to get here? I, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this on camera. What was his personal time off while there was a tragedy happening to here? And can camera. we also ask, too, why it, uh, you know, he waited until President Donald Trump came here to actually make an appearance? This is a very important question that people you, across America I'm would like ha- to I'm know. I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I do not want to be on camera. Uh, well, please put your cameras away. Yeah. I'm sorry, we're on a public area, uh, so we are allowed as press. You guys, I would like you guys to turn your cameras off. You're on my camera. Well, I'm on a camera. I would like your cameras to be off, and then I'm happy to talk to you guys. Well, if you're the press secretary of the secretary of the Department of Transportation, don't you think you should be able to ask questions from the American public? Absolutely. I would like to do it without the camera on. Can I ask why? I think that is a little bit aggressive. Why why is it aggressive? I'm, on I'm behalf happy. of the American people, I'm just asking why he has not been here until Donald Trump She's came. Asked him. She's asked three several times for them to turn the cameras off. What are they going to do? Throw him in it. jail? She's been able to walk away. Would you like to go inside? I do not. I will walk this way. So can I ask what the secretary is going to do with the picture of Jenny Kerr? He took her the other day when he had, she was asking yeah, questions in Washington, like, D.C. I'm happy to answer your questions. Mm-hmm. I would Good like question. you guys to not have your cameras on. I, I had my camera open a minute ago. If I turn it off, we'll you all have your cameras on. I can see them. You guys, I'm okay. happy to have this conversation. Okay, enough of that. All enough right. of that. All right, so here's what you need to know. They want to throw these people in jail. They want to throw the reporters in jail. How dare you? How dare you film me? You're being aggressive. Aggressive. I'm triggered. Well, you know what? Be triggered, baby. Be triggered. But this is what happens when you put a lady press secretariat in the position that doesn't know what she's doing. Pete Booty Judge doesn't want to answer any questions. But you know who does? Donald John Trump, the president of these great United States. 
And I'm telling you, this was a great example of the America first versus America last policy. President Trump standing on American soil, giving American heroes quarter pounders with cheese. And what is Joe Biden doing? He's given a quarter billion dollars of our tax money to the Ukrainians. We got to take a break. 844-747-8868. What do you think here, folks? Donald Trump, your guy, he's my guy. I don't see anybody else running who can do what he just did. 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Love what Cher is is writing over on the Facebook live stream. And by the way, you can access that at ToddSterns.com. Cher says, Todd, I was comforted when I saw Trump with the prayer emoji heart sign brought me back to when I felt safe. You know, Cher, I think there's a lot to that. I think a lot of people really felt this very, it was a comforting presence, presence, like everything was going to be okay. That at least Donald Trump and he's and Trump is right about something. Had he not gone to East Palestine, there's no way Booty Judge would be there right now. None whatsoever. No way FEMA would have shown up. Again, the Biden administration, the white people, and the Trump supporters, they don't count. They do not count. All right, let's go to the phones real quick. 844-747-8868. Let's go to Ronald in North Carolina. What say you, Ronald? Uh, I agree with what you said about Trump 100%. We need Trump as president. The governor of of, uh, Florida as vice president. And then after Trump finishes his term, we need eight years of him. It's going to take 12 years to straighten out the garbage. I'm trying to keep my language clean for the radio. The garbage that the Democrats have caused. You can call it horse hockey. You can call it bull hockey. You can call it, I don't know, grade A fertilizer. But, Ronald, I think we get your point. And I like this idea, and and I think our leaders need to stop this. Just stop. Nikki Haley, Lord Lover, doesn't have a shot. This needs to be a Trump-DeSantis ticket. And as you said, let's have him in there four years and then DeSantis eight years after that. And you know what What could happen, Ronald, is we could actually go back to the Reagan years where you had Reagan and then George H.W. Bush got his term in office and then blew it, of course, with the read my lips line. But I think that's the way to go. Ronald, God bless you. Thank you for the call. Uh, Folks, we're going to be opening up the phone lines on, on this one. 
But I'm telling you, I don't see anybody else that's even talked about as a potential contender doing what Trump did in East Palestine. That tells me that the people love this man, and the people believe that he deserves a second chance. What say you? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Just when you thought it could not get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that's made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. And for my listeners, an exclusive. The MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with the promo code STARNS. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns for the buy one, get one free offer and enter the promo code Starns. Welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Great to have you with us. A lot of folks wanting to weigh in today. I want to get to your calls. We're going to get to this reparation story. This is fascinating. Just fascinating. By the way, I've decided, and we'll we'll talk to, this is going to be confusing for the affiliates that carry the Todd Starnes Radio Program. But moving forward, I, I am actually changing my name and my skin color so moving forward, I will be known as LeBron Starnes. LeBron Starnes. So if you call in, you know, I know it, it, it's traditional. You're going to want to call me Todd. But, you know, if you can work in LeBron, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm going to identify, self-identify, pulling a Rachel Dolezal because I want to get my reparations money. I, <laughs> all right, let's go to the phones here, 844-747-8868. I want to go to Dan in Maine listening to us on WLOB. And, Dan, you have an interesting thought about uh, Pete Booty Judge. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, how is it that when he was pressed about why he didn't show up until after Trump, he sent it to his press secretary, and then, you know, she told him to turn the cameras off. But the other day when he's walking down the road and he's getting uh, asked, when, when that reporter was asking him questions, why did he pull out his camera? Dan, that's a great question. And and I want to set this back up for folks. And we played this audio, I believe, yesterday on the show. You had Booty Judge. He was out there with his husband. And they were just walking down. They were taking a stroll together. And a reporter comes up because nobody's been able to ask him questions. That's the problem here. He's not facing the media. And so this reporter asked questions. And he turned around and brushed her aside. And then... 
he demanded to take her photograph, which was honestly, that was just a bullying tactic right there. So it looks to me like Booty Judge and his team feel like they're above having to talk to local or national news reporters, Dan. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what it sounds like to me. And that was, I thought that was creepy, to be honest with you. But. Me too. Me too. But you know what? He feels he can treat women that way. And that is something it, Don Lemon does the same thing. And Pete Buttigieg does the, does the exact same thing. Yeah. Hey, I just wanted to, uh, I know you're stacked here, but I just wanted to say I heard you on Ray Richardson this morning and I love it when you come on and I'm a big fan of your show. Well, you're kind to say that, Dan. Thank you very and much. I am one of your Gen Z listeners. Oh, that's even better. How old are you, Dan? 19 well good for you well i well we appreciate you listening and you feel free to call in anytime all right have a wonderful day Tom. all right you too thank you for that by the way ray richardson is the host of wlob's morning show and uh, every week we do a lot of these morning two-way hits so we're pretty busy around here but we love being able to hang out with our friends and ray is the best in the business we love ray richardson all right, let's go to Chris in North Carolina, listening to us on WSIC. Hi, Chris. What's up? Hey, LeBron. Good to talk to you. Thank you, my brother. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Donald Trump. He's 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 the only one that can do what he does. Um, the, everything was fixed in this country when he he was president. The border was fixed. We were energy independent for the first time in like forty years. And he was for the uh, American people. Um, the Keystone Pipeline was thousands of union jobs that were that were we had going on, and Biden just wiped that out in his first day of office. And I I just don't understand why. It's like all he wanted to do was just reverse every policy, every good policy that Donald Trump put in place that was for the good of this country. And. Yep. No doubt about that. No doubt about that, Chris. And and I think that's why when you saw Trump really just barreling into East Palestine, he was bringing answers. But Trump also knew that if he showed up, that the federal government would have to respond at that point. They had no choice but to respond. Well, that's right, because they don't like him anyway, so they're not going to let him outdo them. No. So that's That's why. That's why. You're, That's why. You, you like Trump in 2024, Chris? You like Trump? Oh, oh definitely. Definitely. And uh, I just wanted to say uh, one more thing about him. I don't know if you know who John Ponder is. John Ponder started the prison reform program when John Ponder was in prison for whatever he did. And when he got out, his first, first graduating class of his prison reform program had just 12 people in it. And guess who showed up for that graduation of just 12 people? Donald John Trump. He's he's that kind of a man, Chris. I I'm telling you, people people do not know the real Trump, and we're I, I've got a chapter in my book about that. And I got to spend enough time with this president to know who he is and where he's coming from, and he's that kind of a guy. Chris, appreciate that call, and thank you for listening. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Let's go to Stephen in. Maine listening to us on WLOB. A lot of Maine listeners today. Hey, Stephen, what's up? Uh, LeBron, I'd just like to thank you for everything that you do. I would like to also tell you that uh, with your listeners and stuff, I hope they listen to this. 
You are spot on on Fox News. It is apparent left and right every day what they're doing. Even when you hear little intermissions with the news, they pretty much sound like mainstream media. And, you know, for the fact is, is, you know, if they didn't have Mark Levin and, you know, Hannity and folks like you, uh, they wouldn't have an audience because probably I would, I'd estimate about 60% of the people that are on Fox News, they don't trust them because we remember what they did in 2020. So you're spot on on that one for sure. There are no ifs, ands, and buts. And yes, I'm a Trumper. And there's a bunch of Trumpers in the state of Maine. You see, Stephen, I'm with you. I, I just, again, think that even the conservative media is underestimating the the amount of support that this president still has and their only reason is because they don't they don't think that we matter the the folks out in the hinterlands but we do matter and what we saw happen in 2016 is we the people went out and we sent a very clear message to the establishment we're not going to take it anymore we're just not going to take it anymore no, and I hope the establishment Republicans are listening to this because they're in on it with Fox News. Oh, That's big what's time. Going on. Well, Paul they Ryan. They don't want yeah. Trump. They don't want Trump back because Trump knows who they are. Excellent. Excellent point, Stephen. Appreciate that call. Let's go to Michelle in North Carolina. Hey, Michelle, what's on your mind? Hey, I just wanted to make a comment about Trump. Um, the reason that people feel like they do about Trump is because he's not fake. Um, he has a sincerity about him that is real, and you can't fake that, and the people see it, and that's why they respond to him like they do. And, you know, um, he was my president before, and as far as I'm concerned, he's still my president, and I will vote for him again. Michelle, I, I hope that the Republican Party sees sees the importance here of just going ahead. And, and I get it. People want to have a healthy primary process. That's all well and good. But do you see anybody else out there who can do what Trump does? Oh, absolutely not. You know, um, he, he brings people together in a way unlike I've never seen um, a politician like him. Of course, he's not, I know he's not, you know, naturally a politician, but um, he's just, like I said, he's just, he has that sincerity about him and, and he's real and, and he, he, I really feel like he cares about the people, you know, um, and, and people like us, they look at us like we're garbage, you know, we're nothing to them. But as horrible as that is to say, Michelle, you're absolutely right. That's exactly what they think about. And Fox News thought about that's what they thought about their audience. And that's why they started the Fox Nation OTT platform. They wanted a brand new, hipper, cooler, younger, edgier audience. And you know what happened, Michelle? All the people that actually, and there were not that many people that subscribed to Fox Nation, most of those people were over the age of 50. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> It didn't, didn't quite work for him. Didn't huh? quite work out well. Michelle, God bless you, and thanks for that call. And I'm sure the president is is loving uh, your comments right now. And and again, folks, this is it's. I know that people are wanting something new and shiny here, but I just don't see new and shiny being able to connect to middle America, average America, like Trump does. I just don't see it. Let's go to Thomas in North Carolina. Hey, Thomas, what's up? 
I just want to say that President Trump's doing just like he done for four years when he was president. He's still working for the American people and not getting paid a penny for it. You know what rubbed me the wrong? There was a lot that rubbed me the wrong way about Petey Buttigieg yesterday when he brushed aside that reporter and then demanded to take her photograph. But you know what got me the most, Thomas, when he said he was on his personal time. You know what, Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> you're not on personal time. You're in the president's cabinet. You work for us, we the people. That's right. There is no personal time, sir. Nope, there's no way he'd even be there if they wasn't paying him. Well, that's true. And they think this guy is going to be president one of these days. Heaven help us if that happens. That's for sure. All right. Thomas, appreciate that call, and thank you for listening. So there you have it, folks. Uh, again, I Trump, Trump is the guy. He is the guy. When it's all said and done, he's going to be the guy. I don't see anybody else being able to do what he does out there. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Wow, we're really getting some some great interest and excitement in the upcoming Stand with Israel tour, and we would love for you to join us on this, folks. If you haven't already signed up, you got to check it out. Now, all the information is over on our website, toddsterns.com, and we're going to give you a first-class, seven-day, seven-night journey across the nation of Israel. It is going to be life-changing. It's truly that wonderful of a journey. And if you would like information, you can do it two ways. You can go to toddsterns.com, and you can click on the top of the page. You'll see the information there. You can also give Dylan a call, and he will take down all your information, and we'll have someone reach out to you. That number is 844-747-8868. Again, 844-747-8868, and uh, we'd love to get you on board. We're taking 100 folks, so uh, if you want information, go ahead and reach out right now. We need you to do that. Okay, we're going to be talking about this in depth in the in the top, at the top of the next hour. But there's been a raging debate across the nation about reparations. And Fox News has plugged into what's happening here in Memphis. Yesterday, county commissioners voted to spend 5 million of your tax dollars to study a reparations plan. Now, the plan would actually provide money for every black citizen. But if you are white, Hispanic, 
Asian, you won't, you won't get a penny. The, the white people, Hispanic people, and Asian people will have to pl- pay blacks their reparation. And I presume that would be in the form of, of a tax, but we don't know because they haven't launched the study yet. But they're actually taking the money from pandemic cash. In other words, this is money that was given to Shelby County, Tennessee, by the federal government for the China virus pandemic. Now, the lawmakers say they're able to get around that and use that money for the reparation study because they believe racism is a global pandemic. And therefore, if it's a pandemic, you can use the cash for the reparation study. No, I'm not making this up. I know it sounds ludicrous. What do you want me to do? So anyway, um, there's there's a lot to unravel here, but it got pretty ugly at this at this meeting yesterday. Now I want you to understand that Memphis is is an example of what's going to happen nationally. Now Memphis is a majority minority city. They and the Democrats have controlled this city for generations, generations. It's the Democrats, by the way, who opposed the civil rights movement. It's the Democrat Party that created the Klan. So I'm not sure why all these black commissioners are members of the Democrat Party, but it is what it is. We have a majority black city council, a majority black county commission. We have a black police chief. And again, the entire city is controlled by the black community. And I'm not saying that to, to be negative or positive or anything. That's just the reality. That's the facts. That, that This is the context. So now they're saying that even though we control everything, it's not enough. We need more. And so they want to give they want to give black citizens a reparation. Folks, this could be billions of dollars just in the Memphis area. And we have some great audio, and we're going to play a lot of this in the next hour. It's going to blow your mind. But one of the one of the lawmakers said that, and she called out white. There there are only a handful of Republicans on the county commission, and and they're white. And one of them said it was just un-American, and the other said, "Look, this is dividing us. Why are we going down this path of reparations? It's we need unity in in this city. We don't need further division." And so one of the black commissioners got up and just reamed her out and said that the Republicans' whiteness was triggering to her, that her white experience of living in the suburbs was triggering. And we've got all of this on audio, and we're going to play a lot of this coming up in the next hour of the program. But I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm watching all of this in real time, and then I went back and watched it again. And I want you. I, I was thinking to myself, "Wow! If if a white lawmaker had gotten up and said, you know what, your blackness triggers me,' do you realize that would have been wall to wall news coverage? I mean, everybody would be talking about it. So why is it okay for this black lawmaker to say the color of your skin is triggering to me? Does that make any sense to you?" One lawmaker who is a school teacher brought up, well, the Japanese got reparations that were interred during World War II. Yes, they did, but those were the Japanese who were literally interred in, in these uh, camps. And don't forget, going back to the post-Civil War era, 
where reparations were in fact given to slaves who were freed. You can either accept it or reject it, but it was 40, what is it, 40 acres and a mule. You were given 40 acres of land and a mule. But apparently, that's not good enough for this new generation. And and as I point out, a lot of these people talking about their grandparents who were, you know, enslaved. Okay, well, let's think about this for a second. Their grandparents grew up in the 1970s and 80s. There were no slaves in America in the 70s or 80s. I, I, know, I, I know I trigger a lot of people because I share facts with you, but that's the reality of it. This is a very dangerous path this country is about to go down. Anyway, this, this audio is going to blow your minds, and nobody's saying anything about this except for us. All right, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. And I'm just going to – this is a very straightforward question. Do blacks living in modern-day America deserve reparations? And if they do, how much? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the LeBron Starn Show. We'll be right back. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh yeah. And hello America, this is LeBron Starnes. Welcome to the LeBron, LeBron Starnes Show. And by the way, happy, what is this, Black History Month. So, and my favorite, you know, a lot of people say, who are your favorite heroes? Of course, Clarence Thomas, the uh, chick from Star Trek, and Urkel, uh, among others. And, uh, but, (laughs) no, no, it's, you're saying, what is going on? Did Todd put something in the sweet tea today? No, Todd has not. Todd has spent the last 24 hours engrossed in audio from a commission meeting where they were discussing reparations 
In other words, they want to take money away from Asian Americans, Hispanic Americans, and honky Americans, and they want to give that money to black Americans, specifically here in Memphis, Tennessee. Now, we've got a lot of audio to cover on this, and we're going to get to your calls. I know Beverly has been holding on. Hang tight, Beverly. We're going to get to you and Mark and Janice. But I have a question for you. Do you believe that black Americans are deserving of reparations? And if so, how much? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, I know the little boys uh, over at Media Matters, the ones who live in their mother's basements, they have the bad skin problems and eat the Funyuns, and they monitor this program. I know they just soiled themselves because they said Todd Starnes just identified as a black man. And yes, that is true, but the reason I'm doing that is because I want my reparations. And as we all know, you are allowed to self-identify. Just ask Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas herself. So yesterday, there was a big meeting about this, the Shelby County Commission. And the commissioners were debating whether or not to spend $5 million of your tax money to study this issue of reparations. Now, there are only three Republicans on the commission who voted against this. One of them, she is rock solid. She's a conservative, and she is a fierce warrior, this lady. Because I'm telling you, to be a conservative in Memphis, Tennessee, you got to have thick skin and you got to have boxing gloves. Her name is Amber Mills. She's a county commissioner, and she just laid it out. She says, look, what are we doing here, people? Cut number six. Wasn't sure what I was going to say. I knew I needed to say something, and I'm not going to say much. I feel like all this is doing is dividing a community in a desperate time when we really need to unite with all the issues we have going on. Um, And it's just come to a point where our skin color is you can't even have a conversation with people. I tried to have a conversation with a fellow commissioner, and she felt a little triggered by my whiteness. I mean, that's where we are these days. And now we're doing resolutions where certain people get reparations. All right, that is Amber Mills, the commissioner. Now, my question was, well, geez, Lou, who did she trigger? And by the way, Commissioner Mills lives in the suburbs. And I, I did a little bit of research, and we found out who it was. It was a fellow commissioner. And her name is Brittany Thornton. She is a black Democrat. Now, Brittany Thornton is a wackadoodle leftist, but she laid it all out there. She's making the argument for why we need reparations, and she's specifically targeting, and you're going to hear a phrase, orange mound. Well, that is an impoverished, crime-riddled area of Memphis. And Amber Mills lives in the suburbs. And you need to understand that so you can understand the context of what she has to say. Cut number one. Commissioner Thornton. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I've been in and out um, of this conversation. And um, I just want to own that the conversation at hand 
though it's steeped in racial identity, you know, there are just some basic just social justice elements to it that we all should be sensitive to. You know, today has been a really um, polarized day, but I, I don't think that though some of us in our delegation have never lived a single day as a black person, though some people in our delegation have never lived a single day as a poor black person, that that should prohibit you from being able to see a clear opportunity to right some ills. And all day today, I have been pointing out how the practices of our government are disenfranchising a certain subgroup of our population, which happens to be the majority here. And I just think that when you see phenomenons like this that just should not make sense, that show a clear imbalance, that um, we should do our due diligence to try to right those wrongs. So to Commissioner Mills, I own the fact that today your whiteness triggered me because it is actually an identity that I recognize postures you differently from me. It comes with privileges that I simply just do not have. And every single day that you get to go in one direction and I get to go to Orange Mound, I notice notice the differences in what those experiences are. And I bring those experiences here to say that if I'm triggered, I mean, it just is what it is, right? And if this type of reparation conversation needs to start, um, unfortunately, in 2023, then it just needs to start, which it should have already done, because on my way here, I looked on the wall and I saw the very first picture of a exclusive delegation of white men on the wall for 1962. So it took some time for us to even get here to be able to create this space. Had our predecessors valued it, then it would have been created a long time ago. So it is very much so unfortunate and to our dismay as a county for us to have to wait so long for us to be able to right wrongs. And this is what the racial wealth gap tells us. It tells us that in my lifetime and anybody's lifetime in this room and some of us combined that we will not be able to close this gap. So why wait any longer than today we already should have done it and if you cannot understand it then there is so much information out there for you to study it is not my responsibility to teach you it is your responsibility to educate yourself on these issues and take responsibility in the seat that you possess thank you all right thank you uh commissioner thornton um by the way those white men that she mentioned on the wall all happen to be democrats the party of miss Brittany thornton So my question to her is, why are you a Democrat, dear? But Commissioner Thornton, and I've invited her to come on this program, and I hope she does to explain herself, but what this woman said is flat-out racist. Flat-out racist. Could you imagine the national outrage if, if a white commissioner would have said, well, you know what, your blackness is triggering to me. You can't say that, by the way. You're not allowed to. It's illegal or something. But there you go, Brittany Thornton, a black progressive Democrat, putting whites in their place. Now, I want you to hear me, and I want to make sure that all the folks that are monitoring the program in the liberal world are are listening to this. I believe that reparations is, in fact, a form of slavery. I do. I be, you you are forcing people to get out there, get a job, go to work, and then turn that money over to somebody else. That, in my estimation, is an equivalent to a modern version of slavery. And it's appalling. The fact of the matter is that they have elected people like this woman, Brittany Thornton, in Memphis, Tennessee, with these racist with this racist ideology, and that's okay. 
This this kind of garbage is not only tearing Memphis apart, it's tearing apart the entire nation. The entire nation. And you ought to be outraged over this. Outraged. So we're going to be going to the phones, and I want to get your take on this, and I also want to hear from folks from Memphis. We have full lines right now, so if the, if you get a busy signal, keep dialing. Let's go to Beverly in Georgia, listening to us on WDUN. Beverly, do you support or do you oppose reparations? I oppose reparations, and I'll tell you one big reason why. I have several branches in my family tree, as most of us do, and one of the branches of my family tree contains Cherokee Indians, and one contains Irish people. Now, the Cherokee Indians, if you remember, got this nice free uh, walk-on trip to out west after giving up their homeland. The Irish got slavery. They were a lot more... Uh, Oh, the yeah, Irish were despi- the Irish were despised and hated when they came to this country. I mean, it was terrible. Yes, they were, it, and you could get a uh, Irish slave cheaper than you could get a black slave. So people did that, and then they started uh, crossbreeding the Irish and the blacks to make people that nobody so the, wanted. So the question, of- so the question is: Do do all of those folks? Are they eligible for the reparations? I mean, because this is Beverly. We keep electing Democrats to Washington D.C. This will be a federal national discussion we're, we're having here. So I, I think we can all agree that slavery was wrong. It was this nation's one of this nation's greatest sin, if not the greatest sin of this nation. And what happened? We fought a war over it. And what happened? The Republicans pushed the issue. And they were able to outlaw slavery. It was the Republicans who who did that. And I know people like to do revisionist history, but those are those are the facts. And I think we can all agree that there are horrible blemishes in American history, horrible blemishes in world history. But the great thing about this thing we call this experiment, this great American experiment, is that we learn from our past and we try to do better. And yet there are people in office right now that would literally have you believe that people were enslaved in the 1980s and 1990s. It's, it's just unbelievable. Beverly, thank you for that call. Let's go to Jane in North Carolina. Hi, Jane. What say you? Hi. It's wonderful to be on your show. Thank you. I so, just want to comment on the uh, issue of uh, black rest restorations and all this other stuff that they've been asking for. Um, I'm Irish. I came across with the Irish. We were well hated. um, And I can go back in my history and look at it. But the bottom line is, don't listen to me. Don't listen to other people. Listen to the facts. Look up history, not the rewritten history, but go actually look at the documents and you'll see that their claim on 1619 is Jamestown and 300,000 slaves that were brought over. Actually, it was indentured servants that were brought over. The first slave law brought into this country was a black uh, plantation owner on a black indentured slave. So, and at the same time, they have actual records coming from Scotland and Ireland and a lot of your northern areas of 2.5 million white slaves and indentured servants coming over. So the 300,000 to the millions is is white 
in the millions, blacks, in the, in the hundreds of thousands. And I guess what bothers me the most is we're Americans. I don't see color. I wasn't raised to see color. We're raised as American. We're the American melting pot. We work together, and we create a better society. And when I listen to these people getting time on the air, or I mean, it's good to listen, but it's history. You can't change it. You can't decide to write a book called 1619 and then change everything without documentation to back it up, and they don't have it. And Jane, that's exactly sorry for them. And and that's yeah, this is terrible. This is a beautiful town, but the, there it are fascists. There are fascists yeah. that have been elected to office, and they are shoving this agenda because they know that they can divide people along racial lines. I mean, it's just pouring and it's gasoline from China, and it's coming from China and this world order because they need to divide this country, and that was a hot topic. It's always been a hot topic, and it, and and they've been able to do it. So. I uh, I think there's more power behind this with the Soros people and this world order and the Chinese than people realize. There's money being poured into keeping this topic alive. Well, and, and yes, uh, because it will that. create chaos in the culture, which is exactly what it's mm-hmm. doing here. Jane, appreciate the call, and this is why we're bringing this to your attention as as a nation because they are using Memphis as some sort of a test to see if they can sow dissension and unrest across this nation. And right now it's working in Memphis. And we've just got to stand up, call it out, and put a stop to it. But I'm tired of these people, these professional race baiters, trying to divide all of us along racial lines. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. Lines are full. Keep calling 844-747-8868. This is The Todd Stern Show. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Let's get to the phones. A lot of folks want to weigh in on this one today. Let's go to Ohio. Harold on the line. Hi, Harold. What say you? How you doing, Todd? Real good. You know, a lot of people talk about the differences and contributions to different races. Here's something nobody's ever thought about, and it's so obvious. Civilization itself was brought to this country and the rest of the world by Western Europeans. The phones we're talking on now, the cars we drive, the homes we live in, the electricity, the running water, airplanes, was all brought to us by white men. And, uh, you know, and the blacks came over and they got to enjoy it. But, you know, everything, even the welfare system that they generationally abused uh, like crazy for many years, and that's reparations right there that they got that they didn't deserve. 
But I'm saying civilization is was brought to us by the white race. And well, I'm not well hold on, hold on, Harold, hold on. Let me, I, I want to push back a little bit here because okay. uh, when you when you look at world history, and uh, David Barton and our friends over at Wall Builders have done a terrific job of of laying out what all races have contributed to right. to our society it's not just the white man but it's the black no, man it's the hispanic man, and it's the asian right. we all sure. everybody contrib- contributes I, I agree now but as I'm far as about- yeah hold on but as far as as far as the welfare system here this was a devious plan that was put forward by lyndon johnson to control an entire race of people. It was evil. They they want everybody to get sucked into the welfare because they want they want people to be dependent, the white man and the black man. They want all of us to be dependent on the on the government for everything. And I this has been the greatest force of of evil in our nation in the modern history. Yeah, I know. I uh, I remember hearing a guy a black guy that worked for General Motors and uh, his wife would go to the grocery store and fill the shopping carts up with steaks. And I used to say, I know you work at General Motors, but how can you afford that? And he said, well, me and my wife got divorced on paper, and she took uh, herself and six or seven of kids, not all of them his, down to welfare and signed up. And now they, you know, and then they lived apart for a while in case anybody came around to check on them. Well, and I, then, uh, I know this. He tr- welfare checks, and he makes money at General Motors. And uh, they were laughing about it, you know, that the... Uh, that's that's the way you got to be. He said. Well, I know there are a lot more white people on welfare than there are other my other other mi- minority groups in in America, mm-hmm. and I've seen a lot of white folks do the same thing with their oh, yeah. with their yeah. debit cards. And we got to get people. We've got to get people weaned off of the welfare system, Harold. Well, you got to get them away from the victim mentality too. I mean, yes, uh, everything they got, even like Lyndon Johnson, come up with that welfare system. You're right, but everything that the the, the black race enjoys, the cars they drive, the homes they live in. Everything was brought to them by white civilization. Nope, Harold, going to disagree with you on that, sir. And we're we're good. We're done here. Thank you, Harold. But again, folks, it's that kind of thinking. No, that's not right. All of us contribute, no matter the color of our skin. But I'm tired of this victim mentality out there. And he's right about that. Harold is right about that. All right, we got to take a break here. Pay some bills. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Main our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from free thinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text ideas to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text ideas to 76626 now for your free report. That's ideas to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. 
uh, triggered a few folks in Memphis when I asked this question. The $5 million in tax money that we're going to be spending on the reparation study, are they using the tax dollars from white people or black people? Do we know? Because, again, it seems to me that that might be triggering for uh, people like uh, Commissioner Thornton, who says that uh, blacks are owed a reparation, therefore their tax dollars should not be spent on something like that. I don't, I don't know. Just, again, another piece of the puzzle. Here is another county commissioner. Her name is Brandon Morris, and she's a Republican. And, man, did she catch fire for saying this. Cut number two. We can all agree that each of us, or maybe maybe we can agree that each of us and most societies throughout history have had failed have had failings, and um, I would just say, from my vantage, from my humble vantage point, I would just say um, the human condition is depraved, and we've heard many a minister stand up here and tell us to pray for revival, and I will be doing that um, as long as I live. And I think that's where the answer is. I think that this, um, personally, I, I see this resolution as uh, un-American in a lot of ways. Um, uh, I don't think it really, I, I believe it would not help the black people, but rather it would hurt them. That's the way I see it. And I think the money would be much better spent with workforce initiatives and um finding ways to elevate, uh, as we've been trying, I think we've been trying to do all along. So I just wanted to state my opinion. Well, there you go. And that immediately triggered another blank commissioner by the name of Erica Sugarman. Cut number four. It saddens me every time we hear someone stand up, they're accused of being un-American. And going back to um, history, I'm a social studies teacher. Um, it was a president who sent Japanese Americans to internment camps, okay? And later on, it was Ronald Reagan who said he was sorry and gave them reparations. The Jews received reparations. And when black people stand up and say, look, we want an opportunity to study the situation, to make some differences, to implement five pillars, and to put forth some initiatives, then all of a sudden we're un-American. I don't accept that. I don't accept that. My mother's cousin, a black man, whose father was one of the presidents of Morehouse, was lynched. So don't tell me I'm un-American. I've had grandfathers, my father, my daughter. We have generations of generations of people who serve this country. Don't dare say I'm un-American because I support this. Don't dare do that. All right. Is she going to double dog dare? Because I'm going to call you un-American, lady. I'm going to call you not only un-American. I'm going to call you what you are doing is unconstitutional. And I will also say this. I believe that it's a sin. And here's the reason why. The good book lays it all out for us. We are not responsible for the sins of our fathers. But what this does and what these Democrats want to do is they, and this is what the whole critical race theory movement is about, ladies and gentlemen. They want you to atone for the sins of your forefathers. That is un-American, it is unconstitutional, and it is unbiblical. 
All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Let's start in Memphis. Bill, listening to us on KWAM Radio. Bill, what say you? Yeah, yeah. what's up, Todd? I mean, um, you know, I think I was wondering, waiting for somebody here in Memphis, one of these, and of course, Edmund Ford, you figured he'd be the one to come up with this. Uh, yeah, it's obviously, you know, the point is, here we go again. They're just trying to pit us against each other, basically. It's like, well, if you don't support this, well, then you're racist. If you do support, well, you know, a lot of these African-American people that just live their life like I do, like you do, they just go to work, just want security, safeness in their neighborhoods, be able to come home, not let their kids get a decent education, not worry about getting attacked at school on the way home from school. They're not looking for handouts or anything. They're busting their butts every day like you and I do. But then you have these people at the top trying to instigate stuff, and they use this to their advantage, and this. Whoever came up with this reparations all of a sudden now, they're taking full-blown, you know, Black Lives Matter made millions of dollars off of this falsity, and then they come up with this fake 1619 projects not based on any history, definitely not of this country. I mean, it's all basic. It's to create income flow, free money for these activists and these people at the top. They're getting all this money. They're not letting this money trickle down. And even this, this reparations project here, in Memphis, Edmund forces us is to create a website. Now, who's going to get the money off that website? Who's going to get paid that money? It's going to be probably him or some of his family members. So it's not even really that five million. It's not even going to people who supposedly need it. It's to create a website to have them be able to make a, um, a request for that stuff. So it's it's all a scam. But you know, you have all these people, these. Um, Caucasian white folks, whatever you want to call it, they feel guilty for whatever reason, all the time feeling guilty about something, or fall for this crap all the time. And it's like, you know, the normal people, they're just trying to keep us focused. Like, Donald Trump was probably the most fair president. He created an uh, economy that benefited everybody across every racial and um, everybody, for everybody. And yet they, they termed him as like the most racist president in history. And it's such a farcical lie. And people are falling for this. And I'm so sick of it. I'm sick of it. Good for you, Bill. And, and, and people need to hear that. They need to hear it. I'm not sure they're going to accept what you have to say, but they need to hear it. Bill, appreciate the call. Thank you for listening. 844-747-8868. Lines are open now. Let's go to... John in Georgia. Hi, John. What's on your mind? Hello, Mr. Starnes. Thanks for the opportunity. Uh, just an observation. Uh, in another lifetime, I traveled to Africa probably 50 times with work. And uh, I, should, I would say that, again, I'm a white man, but just my observation that people calling for reparations should Black people calling for reparations should be on their knees praying to whoever they pray to that their ancestors were conquered by other tribes, traded to the Portuguese who sold, sold them to the British and brought slaves to the United States because Africa today is hell on earth. The poverty... The corruption, the the tribalism, it it it, it just it's mind boggling. 
that 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 a continent with so much wealth and riches can be so poor. So maybe uh, it's a good thing that they were brought here. Well, also, yeah, okay. I've got a I've, I've got a, a, a PhD, uh, a friend with a PhD in aeronautical engineering from Nigeria, uh, and he he is racist towards Black Americans because they he I would be walking down the street in Los Angeles. What's up, brother? What What do you mean? What's up? I'm not your brother, and you should know what's up. He 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 had no respect for for anybody that wasn't educated, didn't try to better themselves. Well, John, look, I appreciate and I appreciate the call here. And look, on this program, we respect everybody. You know, we want to we want to respect people. We want to hear debate. We want to hear the other side. And, you know, I was watching a movie a couple of days ago on uh, the Netflix called The Woman King. Have you heard about this movie? It's, it was interesting. Um, I, I wouldn't exactly recommend it. It's not a, you know, it's not a page turner, that movie. But one of the interesting components and in, in the backstory here, it's about um, it's a true story based on a um, an army of African women who fought and defended their tribes. Well, but the central theme of this is that the when the tribes were defeated in war, the other tribe was sold off into slavery. So you had Africans selling Africans into slavery. That part of the story seems to get lost in in history. And I know we have people out there saying, well, we need to be teaching history. Yes, we do, but we need to be teaching all of history, the good and the bad. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I've got to tell you about our friend Mike Lindell from MyPillow. Uh, Mike has done it again. I don't know how he does it, but he's got some great people working over there at MyPillow HQ. And now they've come up with a brand new MyPillow. It's called MyPillow 2.0. And the amazing thing about this brand new pillow, now, I don't know about you, but I get a little hot when I sleep. And that's why I always had the air conditioner on. But the pillow always gets hot. And I don't know about you, but I like to lay down, and the pillow is nice, crispy, and cold. And Mike Lindell has been able to create a brand-new pillow that does just that. It is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you're ever gonna you're ever going to uh, own. It's called MyPillow 2.0. And thanks to Mike and his friendship with us, he's going to give you a MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free. Got to use my promo code STARNS. That's MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free with the promo code STARNS. All you need to do is go to our website, MyPillow.com slash STARNS. That's MyPillow.com slash STARNS and get yourself one of these incredible pillows. You can also call 800-839-8506. Again, that's 800-839-8506 and be sure to use that promo code STARNS. 
This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Folks, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy to have you with us today. And a lot of people are fired up over, over this reparations plan, which ultimately will do nothing but divide America. Uh, cut number 10, please. I wasn't um, expecting to speak on this topic, but after the preceding two people that live in the same county as me decided that they should come and flex their privilege, I thought I should speak up as well. Um, Systemic racism is real. I'm here because I wanted to talk about Tyree Nichols, a black person who was murdered. White people aren't getting murdered by police. That's systemic racism. Systemic racism is real. Check your privilege, please. You have a lot of work to do. Please vote yes on this resolution. Thank you. Jeez, Lou. You know, I, I wonder if she's a vegan. Wow, that one. Uh, you know, there are people out there that believe this nonsense. And the reality is, I don't know what it's like in your neighborhood, but about 99% of the of the crime, it is black on black. And it is awful and terrible. And my question is, who's going to stand up for the black victims of crime? Who's going to do that? All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to Mark in the Villages, America's friendliest hometown. Hey, Mark, what's going on? Hey, Todd, I need to come over there and spend the day with you. We'd have a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, uh, Your past callers already touched on the Native American um, Indians, you know, what they've gone through and the pain and suffering. You don't see them out there looking for reparations. They they work hard every single day. I also wanted to touch bases on Sarah Palin and the the census. Um, She and I live in Florida. We really like the census, as do many other people that I know. We have to go... Which we have to go with someone that has, a proven, has proven himself time and time again on taking on the task of dealing with failed policies, corruptions, and lies. And that person is Trump. Palin is right. The Santos needs to sit this one out. And um, maybe, maybe vice presidents would I, you know, would I recommend. Um, I just think that these people that are against Trump right now better sit down and kind of look at things and look at the way this country is right now. Do you want to take a chance on somebody that hasn't been there yet, like Trump has? DeSantis has done good with Florida, but when you start dealing with these third world countries like or states like California, New York, that's a whole different animal. Whole different animal. I, I just want to see if DeSantis can take a political punch. That That's what I'm waiting to see. And I don't think he's had to do that just yet in, in Florida. And, you know, he needs to, we need to find out if he's going to be able to truly be a fighter. 
Yeah, we just don't know what he can do yet. And, you know, you look right. at this Pete Buttigieg. He is a train wreck. And those other idiots running this country, they're off their rails as well. I mean, this country's just falling apart. And um, I, I just, we need to get Trump back into office. And for four more years, and we'll, we'll love to put DeSantis in there. I am not going to take a chance, nor is a lot of people here in Florida that I personally know, going to take a chance and saying, okay, we're going to put him in there knowing what Trump's already done. That's you a, know, we want that's a good point. Yeah, you know? yep. That's a great point. Mark, appreciate that thought. Thank you for listening. Good hearing from you, friend. Let's go to James in North Carolina and wants to wait on the reparations. Hi, James. What's on your mind? Yes, sir. How you doing? I'm good. Thank Let you for asking. scenario on you. What if you, your great-great-great-grandmother was a white woman living near Savannah, Georgia, when Sherman came through? Your husband got killed at Gettysburg. You had three kids. Sherman burned your house, burned your farm, burned your animals, took everything you had, and left you with nothing. Do you think maybe they should qualify for reparations? Well, yes, at the time, sure, I have no problem with that. I mean, they didn't get 40 acres in a mule. No, they should have. I mean, so, I mean but what, yeah, what, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm understanding your point here, James. I'm saying that how are you going to evenly distribute reparations? There's people that deserve it. Uh, people that joined the Confederate Army were made to join the Confederate Army. They didn't have a choice, so they, they'd get hung. So what if you were descended of that woman? Her husband was killed. She, her house was burned. She was probably financially set back because of that and her ancestors. Should she get reparations? So, look, I think Ronald Reagan gave us a great example of how this should work. Uh, you had Japanese, innocent Americans who were thrown into prison camps during World War II, and a reparation, a payment was made to those people, to those people, not not their great-grandkids or their great-great-grandkids, to those people. So again, looking at what happened after the, the Civil War, when black citizens were offered 40 acres and a mule, some took it, some did not. Were the people whose farms were burned out by Sherman, were they offered reparations? No, I don't believe they were. So I, look, James, this this is an ugly it's an ugly argument and and it's offensive that people are trying to bring this issue of reparations it's ridiculous up. Is what it is. It is. The it is. Irish were mistreated. The Chinese that worked on a railroad were mistreated. You, you could go on and on and on. Yeah, my my ancestors are sh- were sh- my ancestors were sharecroppers. I think we were we were poorer than we were broke poor poor broke. We were bad off. But you know what? Each generation has an opportunity to get a leg up. And, and you ain't never pulled the back of man. You ain't never worked a day in yeah. your life. I, uh, I, had to, right now. I had to bail hay once uh, during college, and I can promise you, James, it made me study a whole heck of a lot harder. start till after 1 o'clock because it had to be dry, right? That's it. That's it. So that's that's some hard work right there. James, got to run. Appreciate that call. Appreciate your thoughts. Folks, got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Lines are open. That's 844-747-8868. Oh, we've got a story about First Lady, Dr. Mrs. Jill Biden. Oh, geez, Lou. She is stepping in it. Also, Pete Buttigieg is speaking out. We're going to play some audio there as well. We'll be right back, America.
This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American Welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. We made it to hour three, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, you folks are fired up today. By the way, just moments ago, just moments ago, we got word of the First Lady of these great United States. Uh, That would be First Lady Dr. Mrs. Jill Biden. Uh, she's uh, making some headlines because she apparently ordered um, reporters out of her van so she could conduct a private interview with CNN, the most profane name in news. Crying Negro Network. Thanks, Judge Joe Brown. By the way, a lot of people, as I got to stop for a second, a lot of people say, Todd, what is that? That's offensive. No, that's Judge Joe Brown. One of the pride and joys of Memphis, Tennessee, homegrown talent. Uh, anyway, he was talking on and he was doing an interview about CNN and talking about their propensity to break out in tears. So uh, that's uh, that's why we use uh, Judge Joe Brown. And he's always there to offer his pithy opinion about that. So anyway, uh, First Lady, and the thing is about the, the Biden administration, I want to read this. This is coming from Simon Atiba, who is a chief White House correspondent for Today, Today News Africa. He said journalists who traveled to uh, Nambia with uh, First Lady Dr. Mrs. Jill Biden were surprised moments ago when they were asked to leave the site of an event and were held in the van while Jill Biden did a private interview with CNN. She's in Africa on a two-nation, six-day trip. Not surprising because we've, we've seen this with the Biden administration. They simply do not like to do interviews with the press corps. Donald Trump, if he's ordering a Big Mac and uh, a side of fries at McDonald's, he's happy to do an interview. And we played that audio in the first hour of the show. Pete Judge, again, he does not like to do interviews. So there you have it. And meanwhile, just moments ago, KJP launching her press conference, and she made a serious faux pas. Take a listen. I have two more for you, and I promise we'll get to your questions. 
Okay, so today, as you all saw just an hour or so ago, President Obama announced that, pardon me, President Biden. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that is news. <clears throat> Oopsie. I know, I know. We're going back, not forwards. We got to go forwards. Okay, President Biden announced that the United States is nominating okay, Ajay Banga to be president of the world. That's what you needed to hear right there. That's what you needed to hear. I don't think that was a mistake. I think she accidentally let the cat out of the bag. Meow. Obama's still running things, folks. I'm just telling you, he is still running things. 844-747-8868. I want a lot of you are wanting to weigh in on this story. And I want to go to the phones here. Um, let's head to Janice in Georgia, uh, listening to us on WDUN. Janice, what's on your mind today? I know you want to talk about Trump. Yes. Um, I think he has done more for our country. He's more concerned about the citizens here than he is uh, uh, President President Xi and um, Putin. Even though he's he's got the di- diplomacy, he came into the White House with diplomacy, and he still has that. He's very, very, in, you know, highly intelligent. Ob- it's obvious. And... Um, but he plays himself down because he realizes that he's got to deal with all the people. His humor is very self-deprecating at times. And yes, people, it is. People don't understand I, that. But, the, you know, the, the left, I mean, I have a lot of friends here in the South. And, you know, and yet I have a few that are not, they have not chosen him as a president. They find little things and they'll just make a mountain out of a molehill. But. Um, getting back to the president, he has done great, great things for our for our state. Even though it seems like the more good he does, the more they go after, and they don't stop to think this man doesn't even he doesn't even get a paycheck. You no, know, he does not. Look at all the things he does. And Janice, that's a great point. Uh, during his presidency, he never accepted the the paycheck. He always donated it to to someone or some organization. Yes. And, and also the things that he did before he got the White House. I mean, it, it, it's amazing if you you can you can even go to YouTube or or just Google it. Some of the wonderful stories that people have told, and this is just this is just half of it. It is. So, Janice, I, I think people overlook are overlooking his capabilities and his abilities. Yeah, I think you're right, and and he is a good and decent man, and he doesn't go out there bragging about uh, the good deeds he does. Uh, across this nation. Janice, appreciate that call. Thank you for listening. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, a very odd story out of Miami Beach. You know, we talk a lot about religious liberty on this radio show, uh, but it's not just of the Christians, the evangelicals who are under attack. Also, uh, people of the Jewish faith are under attack. Our friends over at First Liberty Institute are knee-deep in a story there. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and say hello to Ryan Gartner. Hi, Ryan. How are you today? I'm doing well. All right. I'm well, thank you. I want you to tell our listeners what's happening in Miami Beach. What's going on down there? Absolutely. So the Freedom From Religious Foundation have basically been on a letter-writing campaign for the past two months, sending multiple threatening letters to the Miami Beach City Commission because this commission is giving grants to both secular organizations and religious organizations. And in this case, it, it is the recipients have been uh, Jewish organizations. 
And and the Freedom from Religion Foundation is saying this is against the law? Exactly. They, they are claiming that it is unconstitutional, but in doing so, they are applying precedent that the Supreme Court has explicitly overruled. So, so Ryan, um, again, you guys have fired off a letter. What have you uh, told the good people there in Miami Beach? Well, uh, we've told the Miami uh, City Commission that what they are doing is con- perfectly constitutional. There have been a trio of Supreme Court cases in the past six years addressing this exact issue, and the court has held that neutral government benefits can be given to both re- can be given to religious organizations alongside their secular neighbors. And in fact, if a city were to deny a grant to a religious organization based solely on the fact that it is religious, that in itself would be a constitutional violation. All right. Do we have any indication here, Ryan, about the group itself, what they want to do with the grant, any of that information? We do not have that kind of in- that information at this time, but... Religious groups all over the country just want to help out their communities and be good neighbors like everybody else. No doubt about that. All right. Well, Ryan, we appreciate you calling in and giving giving us an update, and uh, we'll be following this story. Uh, folks, you can get more information at firstliberty.org. That's firstliberty.org. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good day. All right. You too. All right. Um, wow. So we're going to, before we take a break, I want to play some audio. We've got a lot to get through today. So we've been, we've noticed around the nation this war on, this war on victims. So they don't want to, society, these George Soros funded district attorneys, they don't want to target the criminals. They want to make the victims the bad guys here. There is a story about an 11 year old. Now, hear me on this. An 11-year-old arrested nine times for 19 crimes in just over two months, and the kid is still walking the streets. We've been talking in the newsroom about this stunning statistic that we learned uh, yesterday from our police chief. There have been over 2,200 car thefts in the city of Memphis this year. A shocking statistic. Yeah, shocking indeed, Joe. And listen to this. An 11-year-old, 11-year-old was charged with the crimes last week. Our Walter Murphy live in studio now with the latest about this child's rap sheet. Walter, to say that an 11-year-old has a rap sheet says a lot within itself. Yeah, it does, Joy. That 11-year-old was charged on February 10th with stealing a car and robbing a business. But over the last two months, the child has been arrested nine times with 16 charges. It all started on December 2nd when the kid was charged with arson. Now, six days later, that same kid was accused of carjacking someone with a weapon. Six days after that, on December 14th, the juvenile was charged with those same crimes again. And on December 15th, the 11-year-old was charged and was arrested and charged with robbing someone and stealing another vehicle. Now, the day after Christmas, the child was charged with robbing someone else. And in the new year, on January 5th, the 11-year-old was accused of stealing a car and stealing from a car, also with vandalism. During the longest break between the charges, the juvenile waited 28 days before allegedly stealing another car on February 2nd. That same day, the kid was charged with three counts of burglary and theft of property. Now, that brings us to February 10th, when the 11-year-old was charged with stealing a car and robbing another business. Memphis Police Chief C.J. Davis addressed City Council yesterday saying that MPD must be able to work with juvenile court. She's requesting that juvenile courts give MPD real-time crime center access to ankle
ankle monitors, which they don't have right now. It's unclear whether or not the kid was wearing an ankle monitor. It's also unclear if the child is back on the streets tonight, but we did request an interview with juvenile court judge Tarek Sugarman, and a representative with him said that he was too busy with court cases today. Reporting live in studio tonight, Joe Joy, back to you. All right, and back to you. Thank you there, reporter. So, uh, so again, here we have yet another example of George Soros at work in America, where you have an 11-year-old career criminal. I mean, there's really no way, other way to describe the kid. I mean, 11 years old, arrested nine times for 19 crimes in a little over two months. May I ask a question? Nobody bothered to ask this question. They wanted to get a comment from this person or that person. Nobody wanted to get a comment from mommy or daddy, if daddy is even in the picture. But I'd like to hear from mom and dad here. So what's going on, mommy and daddy? That little uh, that little Johnny here has been arrested nine times for 19 crimes. Seems to me mommy and daddy ought to be in jail right alongside their little hellion. But the, the great irony here is that kid is back out on the streets. That's the, that's, the, that's the news nugget here, is you've got an 11-year-old career criminal who's probably back in school harassing people. All right, 844-747-8868. Let's go to Minnesota. James on the line. Hi, James. What's on your mind today? Hey, James. Uh, I'm Todd. You're James. It's all good. Well, you know what? You... Uh... I'm from North Carolina, and when you said James in North Carolina, I tried to answer the phone. Well, there you go. All right, James, let's get to it. We don't have a lot of time here, so get to, let's get to okay. it. Okay. My ancestor, uh, John Carruthers Stanley, was a the largest black slaveholder in Newburn, North Carolina. And by all accounts, he was as big a tyrant as any white slave owner. So if you want it in a nutshell, there it is. So, so you're telling me that you have an ancestor who was black who owned slaves, mm-hmm. correct? And Anne was a tyrant. On top of that, well, that is a conundrum right there. I mean, what do you do? I, wow, is that does his does his family get uh, reparations? Wow, that is a that's a head scratcher right there, James. We ought to bring you down here to Memphis and have you ask that question of the Shelby County Commission. Yeah. <laughs> Surely somebody would be triggered. Todd, if you have some spare time, look up John Wright Stanley. He was my great 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 grandfather and the father of this black um slave owner. He was an American patriot essentially responsible for your and my freedom. Well, you know what, James? I will do that, and but right now we got to take a break. So I appreciate your call 844-747-8868. Again, that is a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Coming up in just a few moments, we're going to be chatting with our good friend from Fox News, Liz Peak. But first, I've got to tell you about what's happening right now with Newsmax. We have been standing alongside Newsmax in their fight with Direct TV, and it is an ugly fight, ladies and gentlemen. As as a matter of fact, uh, if we don't do something, AT and T, Direct TV, they are going to be able to take out all conservatives on their platform. So we've got to stand up for that. In the meantime, our friends at Newsmax want to tell you about David Horowitz. 
and the shocking conclusion of his brand new bestseller, The Final Battle. And David reveals a secret war being led by far left Democrats and a woke generation who want to destroy our cultures and our freedoms. Horowitz says there are already in our schools, our churches, and even our military. And the final battle explains Joe Biden and big media and why they want to stop Trump and DeSantis in 2024, no matter what. Horowitz, he names the names of the secret players working to change America. And Newsmax says it is the book of the year. So you can get Final Battle in bookstores, or you can check out my free offer and save $28. All you have to do is call 1-800-NEWSMAX. That's 800-NEWSMAX. Or go online to FinalBattle611.com. That's FinalBattle611.com for your free copy today. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. All right, some very good news in supermajority Tennessee, where the House of Representatives, all controlled by Republicans, voted overwhelmingly to pass a ban on gender transition health care for minors. This is the gender mutilation surgeries. And the this is pretty important, and this is a blueprint for other states to follow. By the way, there, there was bipartisan support for the legislation. So it will require transgender children to end their current medical treatment by March of 2024. And again, once you become an adult and you can make those decisions for yourself, fine, great. What is it they say the average human brain is not fully mature until age 25? So would it not be prudent to wait until that point before deciding to whack off a private part? Just just asking a question. All right, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. Good for you, Tennessee Republicans. So the New York Times editorial board, Mara Gay, serves on that body, and she's now calling out social media companies. I want you to – you know what? We're going to hold off on this um, because it's a little bit lengthy, and uh, we will play this when we come back from the break. But she's saying that social media companies need to crack down on free speech. She goes on to say that free speech is an outdated concept. Now, why is she saying this? Mainly because nobody's reading the New York Times anymore. As a matter of fact, our website, among all the talk radio hosts, all the major hosts in America, we're the number one 
radio website, ToddSterns.com. And that's really because of you guys. We're, we, we do nothing but provide good content. And we appreciate you guys coming into our website every single day, reading our stories, listening to the podcast, and downloading our newsletter. And we have professional conservative journalists that are providing that news for you. But Miss Gay says that free speech is outdated. The Internet is rife with disinformation, most of it coming from the left, by the way. And she says only professional journalists should be allowed to disseminate news and information online. When, in fact, professional journalists are responsible for most of the misinformation on the Internet right now, right? Anyway, I find it interesting. She called free speech an outdated concept. But it's not a concept. It's a constitutional right. And by the way, a constitutional right that lets her spew this nonsense on national TV. All right, got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Main our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. Both information and misinformation injected into this situation, none of which is to the benefit of the community uh, when it comes to that misinformation. So I think, so I lost my train of thought. Um, Oh, for heaven's sakes. Uh, That was Transec, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, saying he lost his train of thought at the railroad disaster in East Palestine. Wow. This is a great example of how dismissive, and they treat they treat these good people with such disrespect and disdain. And as I've been telling you, and I know I've been getting some pushback, I've been telling you that the mainstream media and the Democrats, the reason why they're not more attentive to what's happening in East Palestine is because these are a bunch of white Trump supporters. Over 70% of that area voted for Trump in the last election. And to that point, just moments ago, Joy Behar from over at The View actually said the people there in East Palestine get what they deserve for voting for Trump. Said that on national television. Just want to point that out there. All right, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Good to have with us our great friend, the incredible columnist, Liz Peake. Liz, hope you're doing good today. I'm doing very well. I hadn't heard that uh, comment from Joy Behar, but honestly, that is so disgusting. It it just it horrifies me. I mean, really, these are all citizens of the United States. Joe Biden promised to be a president for all Americans. Well, these Americans have waited three weeks 
for the White House to notice that they had an absolute calamity in their community. I honestly, um, occasionally, this White House has such a misstep politically, it just boggles the mind. Because after all, Todd, all these people do is politics. Not one of them knows how to run a restaurant or roof a house or raise chickens. All they do is politics. And this is the worst political blunder yet, almost. I, I don't know. That's quite a long list. Give it uh, a day, Liz. Give it a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. That's you know, true. did you see Trump, though, in the McDonald's? What a masterful moment that was. And and a lot of people weighing in on that. They said they just felt they felt comforted by the yeah. president's demeanor. Well, look, I, I mean, this was a made for Trump moment uh, because he handled it exactly well. No one ever accused Trump of having bad political instincts. After all, he came from nowhere and became president of the United States, for heaven's sake, in his first ever political campaign. So uh, and by the way, against a politician, a lifelong politician who was dead on uh, odds favorite to win. So he obviously has good instincts, but also he did what needed to be done. He went. And again, I don't understand how other, you know, Biden and Pete Buttigieg really kind of missed this moment. But he went there and he did what was uh, appreciated by the community. He handed out stuff, food and everything else and water. I, I mean, how is that? tricky how is that i mean good for him for doing it but how could the other guys not have seen that that's what they should have been doing it's a good point i mean you buy a guy a cheeseburger you got him for life i mean that's just the way that goes (laughs) i don't i don't want to deify president trump but i heard rumors that after he left the ice cream machines actually started working again at that mcdonald's (laughs) i I don't know if that's true or not but So, Liz, look, a couple of great columns you have here, and uh, let us I want to start in Ukraine. Uh, you say that Joe Biden needs to answer three questions about, about Ukraine. What are those three questions? Well, the first one is, what's our strategy? Are we trying to win this war? And, and believe me, I write this column not from a place of being negative necessarily on the war. I get it that we have interest in pushing back against Putin, who is undoubtedly a really terrible person, and by the way, who will undoubtedly go ahead and invade another country if he's allowed to run riot in Ukraine. So I get the rationale here. What I don't get necessarily is the strategy. Uh, and, and I point out in the column, Biden never talks about winning this war. It's not a W word that ever shows up in any of his speeches, for example, that he just made in Ukraine or in Poland. So if we're not going to win what are we doing? Are we just going to fight to the last Ukrainian is, is breathing and the last building is still standing? I ask honestly, genuinely, I don't know what the strategy is. But Todd, he needs to talk to the American people. I don't think people are paying attention to the fact that we have now committed $113 billion, more than our budget this year for the Department of Homeland Security in our own country, to this country which is far away, and where, by the way, our much-vaunted allies of 50 nations are doing what? I mean, rarely have they come through with anything like the commitments that they have talked about. So that's number one. Well, the number and, second, and, well hold, on, hold on there, because yeah. I, w- I want to play some audio here to, 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 to your point. This is Janet Yellen announcing yeah. even more money going to Ukraine. Take a listen. Cut seven. Economic assistance is making Ukraine's resistance possible by supporting the home front. 
funding critical public services and helping keep the government running. In the coming months, we expect to provide around $10 billion in additional economic support for Ukraine. Putin himself thought he would achieve a victory at minimal cost, in the words of CIA Director Bill Burns. One year later, Putin's war has been a strategic failure for the Kremlin. All right, there you go. Another $10 billion on top of that. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, this is not armaments. This is not rounds of, of ammunition. This is cash. This is cash going on top of, I think, the uh, prior to this, it was $30 billion in cash going to pay government salaries and so forth. Uh, what's interesting is that in 2019, just to pick a date, uh, the entire GDP of Ukraine was about $140 billion. So we are now providing them with money equivalent to, what is that, over 30% of their annual GDP. And by the way, it's not like the entire country isn't running. I mean, Kiev is apparently a very vibrant city right now. Restaurants are full, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, what's worrisome about sending this much cash, and I'm sure they need substantial amount of money to help right now, uh, is that we have now sent three inspectors general from three different groups, State Department, Pentagon, and USAID, over to Ukraine on January 23rd to see what was happening in terms of monitoring the cash, monitoring the weapons. Because in the days prior to that, uh, Zelensky actually fired many top officials and one uh, undersecretary in their infrastructure division uh, department in Ukraine was found guilty or or fired for fraud. The reason this is all um, concerning is obviously this has been a very corrupt country. Zelensky ran on trying to stamp out corruption. That does not happen overnight. And and what's pretty clear from the big shakeup in his government that went on just three weeks ago, there's still rampant corruption, rampant fraud. And when you spend, remember that whole expression, pallets of cash, that's kind of what we're doing to Ukraine. Uh, It it is really uh, an invitation to theft. Todd, we can't even keep track of the aid we dished out because of COVID. Remember, $100 billion is missing. Okay, so I just encourage people to ask Biden how much of our, our, uh, our not just the cash, but also weapons are going missing, because I think Americans need to know. All right, Liz Peak on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. And Liz, I interrupted you, but we were on to question number two. Oh, that was question oh, two. How much I'm is, sorry. How much is going missing? Question number three. <laughs> question number three is what's the end game? I mean, are we just going to, is next year going to be another $100 billion? Uh, do we have any limits? Do we have any idea about what's the stop date? I remember in Afghanistan many years ago being at a Council of Foreign Relations meeting, and I think it was the treasurer of Afghanistan in our country saying, Basically, we would need to be have assistance for the next 60 years, six zero years. And I remember thinking, holy mackerel, the American people are never going to stand for that. Well, we're only in this. Ukraine's only a year behind us now. But I think it'd be nice to have some idea of what's the plan. What's the plan going forward? Is there a point at which we just say enough? You have to settle. You have to agree with Putin on various guidelines. I don't know the answer, Todd, but. Basically, my message to Biden is talk to Americans. We need to know what's happening here. 
It, it is concerning um, on a number of levels. Uh, we certainly do not want boots on the ground, at least American boots on the ground there. And, of course, we don't want to get pulled into a war against Russia, maybe even China. So right. this is a pretty precarious thing, and, and it's going to take some deft foreign policy to figure all of this out. And deft is not exactly in the Biden vocabulary. <laughs> well, I think that's right. Um, but, and, and so far, you know, Biden keeps taking victory laps for what? Basically writing and giving all away tens of billions of dollars of American taxpayers' money. I mean, that doesn't seem to me like a victory. Now, is it great that Putin didn't run roughshod over Kiev in the first three weeks of the war? Absolutely. That was great. I, I, I may be wrong, but I put that down more to the valor uh, and courage and resistance provided by Ukrainians than really anything we did. Remember, I mean, you know, going back to the beginning of all this, we leveled a lot of sanctions on Russia ahead of the invasion. What what else did we do? I don't think we provided enormous frontline material and armaments. We may have provided some, but I think it was Ukraine who basically stopped Putin because Putin's army was a ragtag badly managed, badly thought out uh, group. And, and America has been kind of behind the curve in trying to get the military advantage here. We're always, you know, like with the tanks, obviously, as the most recent example, being pushed and pushed and pushed to provide them. And then when it appears that, yeah, it's a really critical issue and the war could go very badly quite swiftly without them, then we kind of say, okay, we'll do that. But it's not I don't know. It's not clear to me that we have a strategy. And I, I think uh, I think that's worrisome. All right, Liz, real quick, you've got another piece uh, on foxnews.com, which I'm fascinated by. Uh, and we just have a few minutes here. But violence spiked in our failing schools thanks to these policies. We just told our listeners about the situation in Memphis, my hometown, where you have an 11-year-old arrested nine times for 19 crimes in little over two months, and the kid is back on the streets. And yeah. there's just rampant violence among our uh, young people these days, and, and you point this out in the column. Yeah, I mean, what's happening across the country, certainly in blue cities and states, is that they're passing uh, bills called Raise the Age, which means kids that are not, kids usually 16, 17, 18 years old, cannot be tried as adults. And the problem with this is it's a well-meaning thing because the argument is these kids' brains aren't fully developed. They're not really adults. That may be true, but the problem is kids respond to incentives, sticks and carrots. If there's no stick, uh, they're not going to behave well. And any child psychologist will tell you this. If there's no punishment like this, was it 13-year-old you just mentioned, uh, 12-year-old? Yeah. Uh, if there's no punishment the first eight times he's getting arrested, of course he's going to be arrested a ninth time. And that's what we're seeing. The recidivism level in these youth offenses is gigantic. But what's really tragic to me, Todd, and, and, and sort of part of a bigger picture, for years now, at least five years, st- school officials across the country have been trying to dumb down the punishments for misbehavior just in terms of class disruption, punching a kid in the playground, et cetera. Suspensions are a rare event these days. So you're starting with this kind of weakening of the discipline of schools, and it's now morphed into weakening of criminal offenses 
So the kids, I mean, you know, in Chicago, 60 kids were killed, shot dead last year. Unbelievable. Six O kids. And does nobody care about that? I mean, we have these nationwide vigils when a kid is sadly killed, tragically killed by a cop. How about the 60 kids in Chicago? Don't they deserve a vigil? Because bad policies and bad communities have led to these kids dying. I mean, I find this, I don't know, it's just utter hypocrisy and tragedy. And, and Democrats do not care about our kids. They don't care about the fact they're getting killed. They don't care that they're not getting educated and that they will forever be trapped in the lowest echelons of American opportunity. Uh, and and I got to tell you, I think in 2024, Republicans have to hammer on this, hammer on education, hammer on kids' safety, and turn this thing around. I think it's incredibly important political message from the GOP. Well said. All right, Liz, we got to leave it there. Folks, we have links to both of those terrific columns over on our live show blog. Liz, good stuff. You came loaded for bear today. (laughs) Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it always. Take care. Liz Peak, everybody. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election Storming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. All right, folks, coming up this afternoon, be sure to watch yours truly. I'll be on Newsmax with Chris Salcedo. Looking forward to that conversation uh, coming up about, oh, 445 Eastern time today. Let's go right to the phones. Brandon in Memphis uh, on the line. Brandon, how's it going today? Hey, Todd, doing great. I appreciate you letting me close the show out with you today. Yeah, so Brandon, I understand uh, you're pretty fired up over this reparations nonsense. Well, Todd, I'm, I'm pissed off, and, and let me explain why. We've got a virus that's brewing in Memphis, and no, it is, it's not COVID-19. It is liberal wokeness moving from L.A. County, California, Chicago, and New York to our city. We just had our Shelby County Commission approve $5 million, $5 million of our tax dollars to look at a study to, to see if they should pay out reparations, Todd. It's absolutely outrageous. So, again, the, the challenge here is you've got commissioners who are flat-out racist, um, and they were going after one commissioner, Amber Mills, uh, and saying yeah. they were triggered by her suburban whiteness. They didn't say suburban, but we knew we, could, we know code when we hear it. Listen, Todd, reparations are nothing more than modern-day slavery. It's the most evil and most un-American and most unconstitutional thing that's going on in our country right now. 
it's 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 offering preferential treatment to citizens based on their skin color. It's it's everything that we stand for against here in America, and it's happening right in our city in Memphis, Tennessee. And it's moving further to the left. It's becoming more liberal and more woke on a daily basis. These liberal Democrats and their racist as can be are destroying our country. I'll say this, and I've had some issues with one of the other Republicans uh, on the uh, commission, but she flat out called reparations un-American, and I say good for her. Um, and, and that That's what it's going to take, Brandon. I know you're a millennial. Um, is yeah. Do you see hope that, that your generation is going to be able to stand in the gap here and put a stop to this? I sure hope so, Todd. But, you know, I feel like every single day I'm, I'm a little bit more hopeless. So there's a lot of great young millennials and Gen Zers out there that are pushing. I think there's never been a better time to stand up for freedom. I think that President Trump brought that into our country and brought that feeling back, especially in a lot of these younger people. But it's hard. It's hard to fight these liberal woke mobsters. But, Todd, we're not going to give up. We're going to every single day pound the pavement. And uh, we're not going to give in to them. We're not going to let them cut off our children's genitals. We're not going to continue to let them do these things to uh, our society. All right, good stuff. Well, Brandon, we appreciate you calling in there. We've got to ramp it up for the day. Uh, don't be a stranger. Uh, that's uh, Brandon Absolutely. Brandon Tony, ladies and gentlemen, um, a good political voice, conservative political voice in this part of the country. All right, folks. Wow. What a day. What a You know what? We're going to do this all over again tomorrow, Open Line Fridays. So get your questions ready. Uh, You're going to be able to talk about whatever is on your mind tomorrow on the program. All right. Be good, everybody. This is the Todd Stern Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.